I don't remember the bit. <laughs> we had one, right? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, I thought you had it. I don't have it. Didn't we have it? Didn't we talk about it earlier? I feel like we did. Ah, look at me. I'm Mr. Butterfingers Fries. Ah, that's good enough. It's like classic Saturday Night Live. It's hilarious. If it's good enough for Adam Sandler, it's good enough for us. <laughs> it's good enough for Sadie Hawkins Pod. Although, you know who could open the show? Who? It's me, David S. Podkins. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello. Starting Live still on the air? What, how are they doing? I don't know. <laughs> I know. I think Name back. one cast member. <laughs> Name. You like Starting Live? Name all the Saturdays. <laughs> um, happy Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween. Happy early Halloween. So as we talked about last year, each year we're going in order through the creepier ep year and this so, is coming out a little early this year because yes. danny had planned for episode 70 which is the closest episode to halloween yeah to be deathbed so we thought oh the spookiest we'll just- <laughs> reliant case song of all deathbed it is i it just planned it to is. be 70 and i was like oh shoot that's literally halloween week or the week out or something so, but it's a two-part yeah. thing that we're doing it's such a big song so i was like so we're celebrating the cup this week yes speaking of the cup the lakers just took home the stanley cup (laughs) congratulations to the lake what what do you win in basketball the golden basketball this morning danny was like oh every people were so like loud and not social distancing last night because the Lakers won the pennant and I'm like is that what they win in basketball I don't know I only know the hockey he's looking it up it's they win some kind of trophy I'm sure how would you type this out I typed in basketball final award (laughs) Maybe it's just the Yay We Won trophy. The NBA Finals is an annual championship series of the National Basketball Association, NBA. The Eastern and Western Conference champions play a best of seven game series to determine the league champion. The winners of the finals are awarded the Larry o'brien championship trophy that is not part of the zeitgeist nope. people know the stanley cup people know the world series the world series uh, uh pennant. The, yeah pennant. the high high heiserman the heisman, the, the heisman. He- what do you what do you get what the do you Heiden get in trophy. the thing where you throw the thing that used to be made out of pigskin what do you get for that one the football the football the heisman trophy he- heisman the super heisman. bowl everyone gets you win the super bowl yeah you get to eat cereal out of the super That's bowl the thing Justin Bieber pees in the Super Bowl. We all remember this, but nobody talks about the Larry O'Brien Justin, Championship Trophy. Justin Bieber peed in oh, the Stanley Cup, Danny. 
<laughs> it was replaced by the Walter A. Brown Trophy in 1983. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, well, obviously, that name I knew. Basketball. So this week we're pl- we're singing. So this week, so this week we're talking about <laughs> basketball by Curtis Blow. That's the song we're doing this week. You know, playing <laughs> basketball. You know that song. We're playing basketball. I think it's Curtis Blow. No, but I know. Baby, how long you gonna keep me in the penalty box? Baby, how long? You gonna keep me in the penalty box? I have a seven-inch signed by that the, that guy. It is Curtis Blow that sings basketball. Can you tell we're padding the show this week? Because we don't have a ton to say about the song. It's a good song, but there's like no covers. There's a couple live videos. Unfortunately, we could not get our hands on Butterfinger Cups. Yeah, okay. So obviously any food-related song, we want to have the food here. Did it with Skittles and Combos. Butterfinger Cups, we bought them this summer at a gas station right down the street from us. They had them, and like we bought them at the time. If I'd known we wouldn't be able to find them a couple months later, I would have stocked up from that store. So we were like, okay, let's try to find Butterfinger Cups. Not on Target.com, not on whatever. Not on Amazon. Not on Am- uh, They were on Amazon, but they were like overnight, or they were really expensive, and it was like a pack. Oh, of, I didn't it was like a pack them. of a hundred or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and not on like Postmates or whatever, not Postmates, but you know, Instacart. So I was like, okay, well, we'll go back to that one store we saw them at a couple months ago. Not there. So we bought Butterfingers (laughs) and we'll just imagine that they're in, we'll put them in a cup. I mean, we've had Butterfinger cups, so we know what they're like. We know the difference. Did you want to break into them right now, Jessica? Yeah, of course. Do you know what I miss? What's that? Crispity, crunchy Butterfinger babies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Miss the Butterfinger BBs. I like those. You know what? I think Butterfinger might be my favorite candy bar. What do you think? It's of... definitely up there. It's definitely I... like top three. We got into it very quickly. I'm surprised. <laughs> I thought we still had some top of the show business, but what do you mm. think of Fifth Avenue? No. Fifth Avenue Cup. Mm-hmm. Fifth Avenue Get out of cup. here with the Fifth Avenue. Fifth Avenue stinks. You're so anti-New York. You're such an L.A. person. You're like <laughs> one of those classic 80s comedians that talks about the difference between L.A. and New York City. And you're like, in Los Angeles, they've got Butterfingers. In New York, they've got Fifth Avenue. Exactly. So you know. <laughs> I'm breaking into the Butterfingers. <laughs> did you know that they changed the recipe two years ago? Oh, I did not know that. But you know what? They are easier to eat now. I did, I did notice that as I as I bit into. This yeah, they one. used to be a lot like crumblier, a lot crumblier, a lot more sticky to your teeth, mm-hmm. which they reference in the song, as far as the cup formula, the cup form mm-hmm. of the Butterfingers, how they stick to your teeth. But um, they changed the formula, and we did have a voicemail. <laughs> but I guess we're talking about Butterfingers now. Then we'll do the voicemail. Then we'll get into the song. <laughs> Sorry. So. The Butterfinger was invented by Otto Schringer. So, you know, when I can't pronounce people's last names on the show, this case I don't have to feel bad because this guy must be dead, right? He's born in 1923. He'd be 100 and he'd be... He was born in 1923. He could still be around. He could be 97 years old. Yeah, you know? why not? Well, Otto Schringer, Otto Schringer founded the Curtis Candy Company in Chicago, Illinois. 
The company held a basic contest to choose a name for this candy. In early marketing campaign, the company dropped Butterfinger and Baby Ruth candy bars from airplanes in cities across the United States as a publicity <laughs> stunt that helped increase its popularity. Okay, when they said they when it said they dropped them from airplanes, my immediate thought was they used to serve them on airplanes and stopped serving them on airplanes as a publicity stunt. I'm like, oh no, no, like they, they dropped them on people. <laughs> <laughs> that seems dangerous. Also, like if nobody's around, they'll just melt on the sidewalk. Oh, the candy bar was featured in the film Baby Take a Bow. In 1935, featuring mm-hmm. Shirley Temple. Oh. Um, yep, we're going to talk about The Simpsons later. In 2010, sales were $598 million. Is that the Shirley Temple movie where her no. mom gets run over by an ice cream truck on her oh. birthday? And it's like depressing and <laughs> I've never finished movie? that movie. <laughs> Is that a Christian movie? <laughs> I've never finished that one. My mom bought like... This whole, when I was a kid, this whole, like, Shirley Temple box set. And that was, like, the first one I went to watch. I turned it off and refused to watch any of those other movies. I think those VHS tapes are still kicking around somewhere. Well. (laughs) Yeah, they're way easier to chew now. Yeah. They used to be way more sticky to the teeth. They're less crumbly and more kind of chalky in a way now. Um much more crumbly i mean kind of crumbly but in a good way like they don't just fall mm-hmm. apart they used to just fall apart so um a new formula for butterfinger was formulated in january 2019 with labels just in wow. displaying improved recipe and better butterfinger as well as identifying that it uses larger runner peanuts in the bar's core that are roasted in a manufacturing plant. The new bar also uses a higher percentage of cocoa and milk. Um, something about hydrogenated oils and preservatives. Despite representation, representatives of the brand claiming sales have significantly improved. This is the best. This is the best Butterfinger. This Butterfinger sells better than any previous Butterfinger. Um, some social media users have criticized the new recipe. And consider it inferior to the previous recipe. And that is Butterfinger. So before we it go any further. It tastes a little more chocolatey. Yeah. And we know what a Butterfinger cup tastes like because we just had them again this year. Yeah. They're more like chewy. They're it's more chocolatey. Softer. You know what? It's softer. Yeah. The new Butterfingers are softer. Yeah. If you haven't had a Butterfinger sure. in almost two years, what better time to treat yourself than 2020? I like old Butterfinger better than new Butterfinger because it's old like me. Well, maybe you'd like Fifth Avenue then. Because Fifth Avenue is pretty similar to Butterfinger. It might be like the old ones. Stop trying to push your your communist candies on me, Danny. (laughs) My communist candies. (laughs) So before we get any further, we do have voicemails. And (laughs) this is a very cattywampus show. This is a very out of order show. But it's Halloween, so we're tricking you. Mm-hmm. We're being tricky with our treats. We're tricking you, and we're eating the treats. What's up? It's Daniel. Uh, just calling in with some thoughts on Apathetic Way to the Beat. Um, I guess you guys sort of... Uh, um, oh, my God. It's so early. I can't think. Um, this is not 
I literally just like forgot what I was going to say because it is not even six in the morning and I'm on my way to work. Um, let me call that. That's very close my thought. How did Daniel know three days ago when he left this voicemail to match the energy that we have right now? <laughs> <laughs> so he calls back um, with his actual voicemail. Hey, it's Daniel again. Okay, so I guess you guys kind of established like who the personnel was on apathetic way to be, but I don't know. I, I'm still kind of confused about it because I guess for some reason I always thought that the first verse was sung by John Warren, and it's only recently that I kind of thought, oh, wait, no, that's probably Dave Douglas because he was still in the band, and that's the thing that they did a lot, you know, like uh, failure to communicate and life after death in Texas and... I don't know, we're nothing without you, those kind of songs, like, where Dave has, like, a prominent singing part in it, especially, like, the first verse. So that one makes more sense. I I don't know why I, I maybe nobody else struggles with this, but I, I think they, I think John and, and Dave sound a lot alike, their singing voices. Well, I think, apparently, I think Tyson and Dave Douglas sound, uh. sound completely alike, because <laughs> whenever it's Dave Douglas singing... I never know. I just flat yeah, out never know. know. And I'm usually okay at this because when it's Hoop singing, I can tell that. Mm-hmm. But I can't tell when it's Dave Douglas singing. I live between Matt Tyson. Like, they are apparently are way too close. Yeah. Like, I cannot tell there's a difference. When I hear Apathetic Way to Be, you could not tell me, you could not convince me that it's not Matt Tyson the whole time. Right. I mean, now that I'm hearing I mean, I'm this. like, it didn't sound like completely like Tyson, but like, yeah, I don't know. And it's like, like, and I always criticize fans of other bands when they can't tell a difference. Like, how can you not tell the difference between um, Hoppus and, and DeLong? And how can you not tell the difference between John Flansburg and John Linnell? Although, I don't know if it was on a, a regular episode or a Patreon, but I did say that the wrong John from They Might Be Giants sang Istanbul, not Constantinople. <gasps> I'm taking away your meme account. <laughs> So there's 20 seconds left in this voicemail. Let's hear what else Daniel has to say. Yeah, I don't know. If they, if this was truly like a B-side from the recording, then obviously it would have to be Dave, I guess. That, that would it'd be the only thing that would make sense. I don't know. It's, I guess what I'm saying is like, is there any possibility that that's John Warren? But probably the answer is no. I don't know. Just something that's always been a question to me. Anyway, that's all I got. Have a good one. I mean, Warren did provide some some yeah, additional Warren, something on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Warren was a guest. Yeah, on mm-hmm for something before he was officially. I can't in the band. remember what now though. Because the same thing turns out to have happened for Five Score that before Ethan was in the band, like before there was even the chance that he would be offered to be in the band, just coincidentally Ethan is on Five Score, and then just coincidentally Warren is on mm-hmm. So there was this weird, it only happened, I guess, for two albums, but there's that weird pattern of like future members of the band being on the album before they were on it, um, before they were in the band. So yeah, I don't know. That goes back. I didn't say it at a time, but that goes back to last week's episode, <laughs> Apathetic Way to Be. So thanks, Daniel, for giving us some insight. We did not notice that it's not Tyson singing the whole song. Yeah. And this is too late to go back and, and redo that episode. <laughs> But I believe it's true. Like I said, like I can tell when it's hoops, but I cannot tell. It was um, I saw a consequences. 
when I was like, the parts that Dave sings, when I watched the live videos, I'm like, oh yeah, these parts are Dave. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like, there might have been times when I, I have to do to, like I... some deep critical listening right. to really be like differentiate who is singing in Reliant K songs yeah. with the exception of Hoops. Right. There might have been some times when I listened to I Still Had Consequences and I'm like, oh, this doesn't quite sound like Tyson, but I would have just thought it was Tyson. You know what I mean? That's like Birds in the B side, like not counting. Right. And like Fishbone is also like that a lot. Because when you're not, you everyone knows people who know Fishbone. Angela Moore is the lead singer, but the thing is, in their in their like classic heyday, like when they were on, T- on MTV in the late '80s and the '90s, they really like had three lead singers. But if you only know them from sort of the last 10, 20 years, then you think they only have one lead singer. So you listen to old albums and you kind of think it might just all be the same guy. Anyway, but that would be racist. Because they're black. <laughs> Jessica was taking a sip you of wait. water. Yeah, you waited. I always wait. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're talking about the cup this week, and we kind of touched on Butterfinger. And we've had a Butterfinger cup this year, so that was nice. I had tweeted, I took the picture. I took the picture of the Butterfinger cup when we got it, but I didn't tweet about it until weeks or months later right <laughs> and i was like and i said on our social media i was like can 2020 be so bad if the butterfinger cups are back well it turns out they might have just been back earlier in the summer <laughs> they might not actually be fully back right now so maybe 2020 <laughs> i gave it too much credit um so let's look at the lyrics and stuff this is a nice it's a fun song and if it's the same as what we learned basically last year when we talked about the Halloween blues, how this album, as well as the um, the Candy Hearts... Truly Madly Deeply. Truly Madly Deeply, were all tracked on tour when, in, in, the venue, in venues when, you know, they were doing sound checks or when they had the venues to themselves. They basically tracked these, these songs live. This song seems super dense. There's a lot going on. So I wouldn't be surprised if other stuff maybe got dubbed in later to think that they did this song perfectly live in one take. Like when I listen to Candy Hearts, I'm like, sure, that could be one take live. You know what I mean? And I always bring this album up when we talk about these holiday EPs, but um, Darren's Coconut Ass by Goldfinger was done the same way. It was recorded in... Uh, it's called a live album, but there's no crowd, and it's recorded live at a venue with no crowd there. But those tracks sound so good that a lot of them were actually radio singles, and you wouldn't even know that they were one-take live performances. So I'm like, Candy Heart, sure. But I'm like, this one seems so dense and full of a lot going on. Like, did they just really get it in one take, or was there some extra dubbing happening later? I've got an interview up that says in celebration of Halloween, Reliant K have released a new three song EP via Monoverse Stereo. We recorded these songs on a live soundstage and I overdubbed my vocals before soundcheck in Silver Springs, Maryland. Yum, said Tyson on a Facebook post. <laughs> Silver Springs, Maryland. Yum. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so that sort of answers it. So there was a little bit of post-production. Also, this song has such... I have one problem with the production of this particular track. Is that the reverb is 
a little out of control. This is a weird ass song. Just all around. It is a weird ass song, but the production doesn't help the no. weirdness. It's almost like a like a like a <laughs> I'll just we'll bleep it out, but it's like a fuck around song. It's like yeah. you're making some crap up as you go yeah. along, and it doesn't quite work. Like it works on its own. It works as a song, absolutely. It's fun. It's bouncy and stuff. But like when you really break down the lyrics, like it's such a bizarre stream of consciousness, and it doesn't sound like someone actually talking like a human. It sounds like someone talking like me in like scattered thoughts and like things that don't actually connect. Like I try really hard when we're recording (laughs) to keep myself, I definitely fail at times, but to keep myself like linearly making sense. But Jessica knows when you talk to me in everyday life, I like break down in little moments and I'm like, what am I saying? And then I go back to something else or I pick up a conversation we were having two days before. It's as because if it we're both stopped. ADHD. Right. What, what we're doing with a podcast, I don't know. <laughs> so this is a crazy it's, song. It's a, a discipline tool. We're trying to focus. Yeah. So this is a, this is like a crazy song all around, but just speaking specifically of the sound the production of it the sonic landscape of this song i don't like the reverb that's in this it's not quite like it's not as good as like an indie rock song or like a mumford song where it sounds like it's happening halfway down the hall it's not that sort of like drenched reverb of making it sound like you're in the room with people I mean, this might be, they might have done this on purpose, but it almost sounds like that muffled sound of like something happening in the next mm. wall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's got this somewhat muffled quality to the reverb that's added, which I don't know if that is post production or if that just happened in the studio. And the thing is to, to say that I don't care for it, it's not that it doesn't work. It works in a way, it's like a little haunted house sound quality to have that kind of odd reverb like something is happening in the next room Mm -hmm. but it doesn't match the tone of the song it doesn't match the lyrics because the lyrics are just about how we love candy so so a reverb like this would have made sense in the other two songs because they are lyrically spookier songs Mm -hmm. but to have this odd next door neighbor sound quality to this song that's a little odd when it's, it's a goofy song about how we love candy yeah um and like the number one thing that kind of like breaks the lyrics a little bit for me is like, well, first of all, if you don't know that the Butterfinger Cup exists, you'd be like, what the hell is he talking about? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I knew what the Butterfinger Cup is, but it's a very limited candy. Like it only happens in fits and starts. It only like shows up on right. shelves for short amounts of time. And we did buy, again. what was it? A Snickers cup or something so that we had a I bought a couple other thing. peanut butter things. I bought a peanut butter... Twix and I bought a peanut butter Snickers so we could kind of like but we decided not to go down that route for the (laughs) podcast um but like when he's singing so he's singing Butterfinger Cup and then when he sings about how he's got buttercups for eyes right that's cute but like obviously he had to cut the words peanut or Butterfinger he didn't say Butterfinger Cups, and nor did he say Peanut Butter Cups for Eyes. He said he's got Butter Cups for Eyes. He had to cut a syllable out there to make it fit. So he's got Butter Cups for Eyes. 
but buttercups are a different thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like buttercups are flowers, and I know in the context what it means, but it just kind of is is emblematic of the scattershot nature of the lyrics to this song. Right. That however things can fit, it's like a jigsaw puzzle where they're just making things fit, but it's fun. It's a fun song. I don't want to criticize this song in that way. There might be some other songs on the Valentine's EP that I'm like just flat out not interested in. I like all three of these songs because they have a different quality, but this one is the weirdest on of the three. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not crazy about this song. It's catchy. We've been going around it's, going butterfinger yeah. cup all yeah. day, all day, all day. We've been making up parody lyrics all day, making it parody lyrics, singing it about April. Yep. <laughs> We've been doing so many things with this song we can't we cannot stop going butterfinger cup and how the butterfinger april cor- is a pup yeah <laughs> april is a pup um i'll get some more parody lyrics in a second <laughs> but like how does um the butterfinger corporation they must know about this song right i the the uh the main reliant k uh account did at them oh okay um I actually just like closed that tab because it was part of the same uh, site that I had up mm-hmm. for whatever. But they were like, at Butterfinger, we've got our song about the cup coming out and from October. I think it was like 27th, maybe right. 2016, 2017. Okay. Also, so when we get into the li- the only things we have on YouTube are live videos when this EP was coming out. For the couple of days around Halloween, they played this at like three or four shows. And all of the YouTube videos call the song Butterfinger Cup. But then when it hits the album, it's called The Cup, right? So I met, uh, there has to be, going back just two weeks, there has to be a trademark thing where you can't call your song a registered trademark, Mm -hmm. but you can sing all you want about a registered trademark. I don't think you can copyright. No, this can't be true. No, you can't copyright song titles. But you, I guess, of course, you can copyright lyrics. So I was going to say you can't copyright lyrics, but that makes no sense. You can't copyright song titles. So people who have, um, which is crazy, but it's true. And that's why so many like movies take song titles. Mm-hmm. Like they might not even be related to the artist of the song title that it's known for at all. If a certain artist wants a very important song in their career to sort of be trademarked or registered to them in some way to be protected as copyright. They need to like come up with some other way to do that through titling other things or, you know, other artwork or something, but you can't just copyright a song title that really has nothing to do with this because I'm talking about Butterfinger not being in the title, but you know, anyway, it's cool. You lost me. My ADHD had me like (laughs) way over here now. Yeah. (laughs) So the song was probably called Butterfinger Cup when they wrote it, but then they had to change it to The Cup for trademark reasons on the album. So let's look at the other lyrics, because we know, obviously, the chorus is Butterfinger Cup, Butterfinger Cup. We know that. But, um... But, um... He, na- but, um, he names a lot of other candies, like Sweet Tarts and Three Musketeers. Are Three Musketeers low-fat? Because he says that. He says... 
But three cheers for three musketeers out there fighting the good low-fat food ca- food fight all night. Yeah, I think that's in their, like, advertising. Is there, like, it's the low-fat candy or something or hmm, candy it's bar still fu- It's still loaded with refined sugar. <laughs> it's not, like, good for you. Is anyone excited to get a Three Musketeers bar? It has that, like... I used to, I, yeah, I used to love Three Musketeers. That weird, like, like uh, nougat-y sort of yeah. inside. Yeah. Yeah, three. I always think of Three Musketeers, Snickers, and Milky Ways as basically being like, like evolution. They're like Pokemon. They're like the three <laughs> evolutions of a Pokemon. <laughs> it's like you start with Three Musketeers, and then that evolves into a Milky Way, and then that evolves into a Snickers. Sure, sure. Because they're all nougat based, but obviously the Three Musketeers more whipped nougat, lighter, fluffier, easier to chew than the Milky Way is also nougat. It's also basically very similar to a Three Musketeer, but now you throw in the caramel and the slightly thicker chocolate outside. Milky Way is definitely my favorite of the three. But then you take the Snickers, which is basically a Milky Way with chalkier nougat and peanuts and caramel. Milky Way used to be my favorite. And now I think of those three, I actually go usually for a, for a Snickers. There's a, it's a little too, like, Milky Way is a little too, like, creamy and chewy now, I think. Like, I want, like, a little more sustenance. Like, I like that peanut in, in the Snickers. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. Snickers always made me feel thirsty. I couldn't eat a Snickers. Well, sure, salty peanuts. (laughs) Yeah, but Snickers are so throat drying, which is why I never understood these ads where, like, you're hungry, your blood sugar's low, and you grab a Snickers. Like, you're on the go. You can't stop what you're doing, so you grab a Snickers. Because it gives you that sugar high, and then it also gives you the protein from the peanuts. I guess. But the thing is, when I think of being, like, caught somewhere and not able to stop and get a real meal, if I eat a Snickers... I'm kind of ruined for the next hour or two because I'm like, my throat is dry. It's a little sore. I re- I need a whole glass of water well, yeah, to like I mean, wash those dry peanuts and nougat down. I think once you become an adult, it's just a rule that you can't have anything sugary without having like a full glass of water. But like your body is just like, no, thank you. But the, oh. I've felt this way about Snickers since I was a kid. Like I couldn't order a Snickers order. I couldn't buy a Snickers without also having a bottle of water. But mm. it was weird because as a kid... I knew, like, I love soda. Of course, I like soda because I'm a kid, but I couldn't live on soda. If I ordered a soda at dinner with my parents, I had to also order a glass of water because cola made me thirsty. And I acknowledge that. And if I was out riding my bike around town or like doing, you know, basically, you know, doing things where I needed to keep my energy up because I'm like, you know, I'm on the other side of the neighborhood and I got to get, I wouldn't get a soda. Because the soda would make me feel dry and thirsty. You were just born old, Nanny. Wow. <laughs> well, then we should I be talking I was about like Werther's. Because I didn't drink anything but Coke for the first, like, 19 years of my life. Oh, I know. <laughs> Before Jessica and I were dating... 
I like stayed over her house. I'm trying to make this does not. I mean, we're adults. It's not dirty. It's not dirty because there were it's so innocent. There were more. There were more people. There was not just me there. But we were, like we were hanging at your house and we and I. Stayed we would there. have like sleepovers with yeah. like a bunch of because it was college it was and college, people just wouldn't. Yeah. It'd be like safer to stay where at, at, at your place or anywhere else. Yeah. Place. So anyway, I don't know why I got all shy about that. <laughs> But, like, I would watch Jessica, and she's, like, going to bed, and she's, like, making sure everyone's all settled in or whatever. Or sometimes we'd all just sleep in the living room, like, all together. Like, yeah, because like I had to pull dr- out so Like, we're drug yeah. addicts. <laughs> <laughs> but Jessica would be going to sleep, and she's, like, got a Coke in her hand. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I would drink a Coke, like, right up until I brushed my teeth and then go to sleep. I don't know how I did that. Because now, like... All I drink is water. I drink water all day long. I rarely grab a soda, like, ever. We barely have soda in the house. Yeah. Yeah. When we go for drive-thru, we never get soda. We always get iced tea. Always iced tea. And, like... Sometimes coffee. Yeah, the worst situation could be if we get an iced tea and it's that, like, soda machine tea. That's the worst. Because it's like, oh, I guess it'll do, but... Like, it... No. Yeah. It's not good. Well, if it's that awful raspberry stuff... Right. So anyway, I guess I guess three musketeers are low fat. Doesn't really say specifically. Uh, oh, here's a Huffington Post article about the healthiest candy bars ranked by nutritionists. Oh, uh, March eleventh, two thousand nineteen. Look at you stealing the deep dive. Antioxidants, fifty percent value daily. Blah 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 blah. Okay, the ten top selling candy bars in the U.S. last year. Oh, this is just letting you know what the top selling ones were. Were Snickers. Hershey Bar, Kit Kat, Twix, Three Musketeer, Hershey's Cookies and Cream, Reese's Sticks, Almond Joy, Milky Way, and Hershey Gold. I wonder if like peanut butter cups don't count in that because they're not technically bars. Maybe. Like our hot dog sandwiches or whatever stupid thing. Um, just tell me what's what's healthy. We're, ugh, so long. None of okay. them. That's why it's not yeah. on there. Rizzo, a registered dietitian and author of the no-brainer nutrition guide for every runner looked at the ingredients um and put them in order of like none of these are good for you but this is the order in which you should try them and it's basically the same list but it goes hershey's hershey bar you should have if you want to have you know just technically a little healthier um Reese's Sticks, Snickers, Twix. Um, this is stupid. Milky Way. It's just like, here's the least. I have been sitting here trying to make a grease joke for the past oh. two minutes. They And then there's a different nutritionist. Like, they went to a bunch of different nutritionists and gave them the top 10 list of best selling candy bars and said, put this in order of oh, so least bad them? for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is this article's stupid. This article's so stupid. So they all just picked what? Hershey? Because it's just chocolate? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so going back to the, to the opening (laughs) refrain, um, that's right. Three cheers for three musketeers. Reese's cup was the candy that they measured up to Snickers bars. No fun. This, yeah, this song is so cattywampus when you break it down. Mm -hmm. They're like just trying to read these lyrics like poetry is impossible. Like, like, let me just try to read this. Reese's cup was the candy they all measured up to. Snickers bars, no fun in the fun size. Butterfingers are tough to beat, but they stick to the tops and bottoms of your teeth. And I know they can't be good for me. This is like a bot, like we plugged in. 
we plugged in <laughs> 50,000 candy bar reviews and this is what the bot came up with. It all works in its odd little quirky Matt Thiessen way, but it's it's so it's such a it's like got to be one of the most bizarre Reliant K songs. It really does. Yeah, I I don't know if there's another song that's like this like and this is a this word is not meant to sound as critical as it is as it sounds, but broken. Like lyrically, looking at the lyrics, you're like this song sounds so broken. And then it works in its way when you listen to the song. But it's just so odd. Like syllables yeah. feel like they're constantly missing like like logical ideas. It's almost like dream logic. It's like a dream logic song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then he says, and he gets into the the crux of it. He says, let me catch you up. There's a crunchy new cream in the crop. It's called the Butterfinger Cup. Butterfinger Cup. And then the next part, he goes, um, honey, nobody likes a bit of honey. Falling down into their plastic pumpkin receptacle. Why don't you give me something more respectable? Like, uh baby bag of M&M's or a whatchama, whatchama call it. It's so odd. It's so odd. I do like this song, but it's, yeah. I actually just like you reading the lyrics better than the actual song. And it's a long song. It is a three minute song. Three and a half minutes. Three and a half minutes. That ending, I can't get behind the ending. It's <laughs> yeah, a little it does, too, it didn't need like, the last 30 seconds. It gets a little like out there jam bandy at the end. <laughs> This is in terms of like if I ranked Reliant K songs, this is in like the bottom twenty five or thirty percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. But for for Halloween songs, it's definitely like up there. It's fun and it's just like at a Halloween party, this isn't gonna hurt anybody to throw it into a mix. You sure. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Unlike the song we're going to cover next year, which might just hurt somebody. Oh, what <laughs> Halloween in Ovatana? Yeah, where they're like talking about the chainsaw, I'll pour gasoline into oh, my chainsaw, right. and I'll hack you to pieces. Or I don't oh, know, right, we re- we found a very <laughs> Christian. Yeah. I remember now. Last year, we found a very Christian review of the CP where they were like upset that these songs glorified Halloween, right? And they were like, they actually came to the uh, common collapsible lung conclusion of maybe these are shining light on the sinful nature of Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Because they, I mean, they don't say I'll hack you to bits, but it's like pull the cord and watch the life flash before your eyes. It is dark. Like the Halloween in Owatonna is is, uh, is pretty MXPX has a song dark, called Chop but... Shop, which is literally about a murder, like a bloody, bloody murder and the police walk in the house. The Chop Shop, when I first heard that song title, I thought, oh, this is going to be about a place where they steal cars and they chop them up. Right. No, it's about literally like a, a, a den of death and blood that oh, wow. actually happened in Bremerton. It's like about a horrendous murder. Is that what that, that promotional photo they did where they're the bloody doctor's outfits? Is that what that's for? No, no. I don't know when that picture's from, but I don't think it has to do with that song. I don't know. You use Good it memes question. all the time. I do use that. I wonder if it is... I don't actually know if it's from the same period, but I don't think that's in reference to that. I just realized Chop Shop would be a great song to have put on my Halloween playlist at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod <laughs> that we talked about Chop Shop because it's about a murder. Yeah, that's a good Halloween MXPX song. Anyway, there's nothing on Genius. 
no annotations and this is an this song is ready to be annotated this song's just sitting there like <laughs> bit of honey is an old-fashioned candy that your grandpa used to eat and sweet tarts and sweethearts are candies similar to the song candy hearts <laughs> well since you mentioned patreon let's go ahead and take our break now yes If you enjoy Sadie Hawkins Pod, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can interact with the show. Call our voicemail line, 402-95-SADIE, and we'll play it on a future show. You can send an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com and visit our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. We also have merch up at our Tee Public store, where you can get a shirt, a mug, stickers, and more. Just in time for Halloween, or for after Halloween, depending on when you're listening to this, is our Little Sheep Boy shirt design, based on the cover of the original Creepy EP. We also want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod. There's Brady, David, Tucker, This Might Be a Podcast, Owen, Jimmy E. Pod, Roxanne, Samantha, Helen, and Michael. You can sign up to our Patreon for bonus episodes and exclusive merch. Live life in the fast lane, baby. Live Sadie Hawkins pod style. I'm a loner, Jesse. A rebel. <laughs> We've got a blog post today uh, from ricky-trailevin.com. The Sketchy Reader, A Storybook Life. Tuesday, November 1st, 2016. Halloween wrap-up random and WTH is a Butterfinger Cup. Happy Whoa, language. Happy All Saints Day, my lovelies. November is here. You okay? I don't know. Just the, the my lovelies. It feels so pretentious. <laughs> Guess what I'm doing? At Cleaning house and putting away all things Halloween. Did you have tons of trick-or-treaters last night? We always do in our neighborhood because it's kids heaven out here. We buy tons of candy so, each year. So creepy. But we have kids to, heaven. But we also, I'm sending all the children to kids heaven. <laughs> no, 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 no. We also have a few leftovers. I saw the most fun infograph about the most popular Halloween candy per state. Check it out. Oh, this is interesting. And then it has America's favorite Halloween candy by state in 2015. This, is this no. one of those? No, is this one of those? I already feel like this is inaccurate because according yeah. to this, lifesavers are California's favorite. No, no, no. These, these maps where they, where yeah. they like show, no. they, they replace the state with the image of the whatever. Because yeah. remember there was that one of like the most... the pop Candy most, corn in Texas. Remember there was the most popular fast food yes. in the country. And In-N-Out was in three states where there's no In-N-Out. Yeah. It's like, it's it's made up. And like I saw yeah. something on Twitter, especially because this was in 2020. It was like, I feel like if someone tweeted, like I feel like these maps are always made by Russian bots just to make everyone, make our country matter. Yeah. Those maps are never correct. I made a fake one for MXPX memes where I like took a bunch of skate punk bands that have like very colorful recognizable mascots and I just like randomly threw them into different states and then released it and said most popular 90s pop punk band by state. My daughter went to the Reliant K concert here in Birmingham last night and they recently released a few Halloween theme songs. One is a cute song about Halloween candy. Press play and listen to this cute song. The lyrics are posted below. And then they have the YouTube video link. And they posted the 
lyrics. So what the heck is a Butterfinger cup? Where have you been all my life? I want to know. I found an image online. Okay. <laughs> hmm, I didn't notice the Butterfinger cup on the map. Well, no, because it was like new or something. Yeah, it's like more limited. So I have three questions for you. Please answer in the comment section below. One, what is your favorite Halloween candy? Danny, what is your favorite Halloween candy? Well, I think it's obviously a mix of... Or it's it's definitely led by any like almost anything Reese's. But when you get outside the peanut butter... I think of peanut butter candy as a whole other category. It's the S tier of candies. <laughs> but Milky Way is probably my next favorite after that. But if you're going to give Danny candy, he wants peanut butter cups. Like, he always wants Reese's peanut butter cups. Um, Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I... I really like Butterfinger. 100 Grands are fun. Uh, yeah, probably probably a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup as well. What's your state's favorite Halloween candy? Um, allegedly Lifesavers, which I don't think so. Have you ever ta- partaken of the Butterfinger Cup? Why, yes. Yes, we have. So thank you, Ricky Jill. Yeah, thanks for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have, and I don't remember if I read this last year. I don't think I did. I double-checked my notes from uh, Halloween Blues, and I did not put the Jesus Freak Hideout link on there. So I'm Mm -hmm. thinking that I did not read the review for the Reliant K Creepier Eep here from... Excuse my ice cube. (laughs) Jesus Freak Hideout. It's just water. They rated this album four and a half out of five stars. Reliant K has been on a roll this year with a new album this summer and a killer tour with Switchfoot currently underway. One would think the Canton, Ohio natives wouldn't have. I'm going to start like a drinking game. If you happen to partake while you're listening to this podcast, you have to do a shot every time we refer to Canton, Ohio. Every time a reviewer is like the boys from Canton, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't have much time for anything else. Well, think again, because Matt, Matt, and friends have bestowed a new EP upon us titled The Creepier EPer, is a callback to their creepy EP from the Anatomy Days, comprised of three new songs that they recorded while on the road. These tracks are piano-driven, silly, and light. Definitely a treat for any Reliant K fan. All three songs are upbeat and have a jazzy vibe to them. The Halloween Blues opens the EP and is a brassy tune sounding very similar to an old school Halloween song that would be at home at any party this fall. Matt Thiessen jams out on the piano while singing about fall and Halloween in Ohio and how he would always have these blues during this time of year. The Cup is a silly track that name drops several different candies in the 3 minute 13 second runtime. The lyrics are classic Reliant K, but sonically it has a new feel to it, showing the growth that they've all made as musicians while not forgetting how they started. Halloween and Oatana closes the EP and is the shortest track on the lineup, clocking in at only a minute and 25 seconds. Like most Reliant K songs that are a bit heavier. It's short and sweet. Again, Matt sings and reflects on Halloween while a pounding piano and guitar take prominence on the track. Overall, the creepier EP-er feels far too short, but it's great to see that Reliant K is still having fun and can still surprise their audience, considering they've been around for nearly 20 years. The creepy, the creepier EP is a definite treat for those who are Reliant K fans, fall fans, or anyone in between. 
Okay. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Perfectly. Hey, hey, hey. A perfectly reasonable Reliant K review. <laughs> <laughs> Unexpected. Not not common. One other thing that popped up in my deep dive this week, but that has nothing to do with this, is for some reason, DyingScene.com came up with Newfound Glory singer and Reliant K drummer starts suburban punk band, Domesticated. And this is from October 11th. 2012 okay i'm not i guess i'm not familiar i mean we i definitely don't know we don't know all of the relying case side projects or related projects yeah jordan we only learned about dave douglas's solo projects with his wife recently jordan pundick of newfound glory and ethan luck of reliant k have started a punk band called okay dome sticked the band i hope i'm saying that right the band takes a humorous approach to suburban life through a punk rock filter not unlike the descendants you can stream their first ep five minutes in time out right here fun and yeah i don't know why but that uh popped up in my deep dive this week and that's about it sweet so um yeah there's like very little (laughs) as i said (laughs) about the song surprisingly i mean honestly surprisingly no covers um so let's just listen to the band play it live there's a couple of live performances but this one was on October 30th. It doesn't say what town or city. Uh, I could look that up, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> you just picked this one because it sounded the best? Uh, yes, I, yeah, nice. I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's about candy. The Woo! candy is awesome. Um, I'm trying not to eat too much of it, but uh, this song is about Butterfinger Cups. First and foremost, which are the best candy in the world, and there's nothing you can say to convince me otherwise. Let's just Alright, someone's called the cup. Somebody went, combos! That's not a candy, dude. <laughs> it's not a candy. Woo! So kiss my this sweet child's sweethearts. It's so sad. The whole crowd what? laughed what? at that. What was th- that's for the reason I didn't want to spoil that. Oh my gosh. Some folks, but I this this crowd, it's it's like the new Bev crowd. It's like when you <laughs> yeah. go to see Rockers. a movie. This at isn't as new bad, <laughs> but this isn't as bad as what song was that? It was a oh, it was uh, a newer song. <laughs> I do not remember episode. Don't ask me. What have we done in the past? Because. It's only the future, baby. I only worry about the now and the future. <laughs> that's me, and if you don't like Jesse, that's me, and if you don't like it, get used to it. He's got a comb at the table, and he just like <laughs> ran it through my hair like a greaser. You're the yeah. one who mentioned grease earlier. Yeah. Hey, Jesse, what's your problem? Think about now <laughs> and the future. 
uh, it was marigold. Oh, right. Because <laughs> it goes like, yeah, flowers, other yeah. flowers. They're not as bad as that Cleveland crowd. But why did everyone laugh? I don't know. Why, what was the joke? I don't know. Is understand. it just the teasingness of it? Just like, hey, I'm teasing. I'm having a good time. Let's listen to it again. All right, so let's call the cup. Woo! So can you smile this sweet child's sweet eyes? It's so sad. With three cheers. It's like he's the funniest fan in the world. Hey, it's like that dream I had. That Tyson and and John Foreman started a stand-up comedy <laughs> tour. <laughs> um, I I mentioned that at some point. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like I think it was just like the quirkiness of his performance there that might have just like it really is like it when couldn't you- have been the words. <laughs> couldn't have been the words because they just they go by so quickly. How could it be the words? They're thinking like sweetheart, sweetheart, so sad. There's no joke there. It is like when you see Taxi Driver at Quentin Tarantino's movie theater and uh, he just like gets in the taxi and everyone's like, ah, ha, 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 and you're like, why? <laughs> so, you know, this is where Jessica and I have different on this. When you go to a new Beverly exper- movie experience, which is a lot of very, very pretentious movie folks um and like wannabe quentin tarantino's and stuff and like i've literally been standing in line and someone's holding robert rodriguez's book i'm like it's like i don't like going to the show i don't like going to a rock show wearing the shirt of the band you're not gonna catch me like holding robert rodriguez's book at quentin tarantino's movie theater so like super pretentious like crowd when they laugh, when that crowd laughs at certain things that aren't funny, I think they're laughing joyously at the art of film. Like when a moment comes together perfectly, like a well-constructed filmic moment, they laugh with joy. Because they, not that they think it's funny, but they're laughing at the joy that they understand what that moment meant. I have a friend who who we hang out with with her husband like all the time they're they're like our best couple friends and he used to go like the new bev with us pretty often and his wife would not want to go because she's not really into movies not really her thing but her her favorite movie is is speed Uh and he took her to see that like for her birthday at the new beverly and she said it completely ruined everything for her. Like, just the crowd that was in the audience that day just ruined everything. And she said she never wanted to go to another movie theater ever again after that. So, <laughs> if it compares to this Reliant K concert in any way, it might just be a bunch of people who love Reliant K. It's 2016, tour 27, it's 2016. And people are just like, we love Relying K, we love Matt Thiessen. Just seeing him being all T up there, it makes us laugh. It makes us giggle with joy just to see him being all Matty up on stage. And I think that's why they laughed. So, let's hear more of this song. <laughs> the three <laughs> They're out there. Wait, we should do three Hip it. And I'm guessing that had something to do with like an earlier th- thing in the show. 
He went hip hip and everyone heard hooray. It must have tied into earlier right. in the show. See, they love that too. They're fighting the low fat food fight. It's a Even, funny lyric. Yeah, it is a funny lyric, yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Three cheese. He didn't include Jujubee's the fat free candy. Jujubees didn't pay enough. <laughs> <laughs> to mono versus stereo. Man, once they got into that song, the crowd just died down. <laughs> like this, it did. I was like, I was cringing a little bit. I'm like, oh, it sounds a little disjointed. It's still a little because they're still working on it. Yeah, they're working on it. Comes it's, out tomorrow or that yeah, night or something. No, I get it. It's new, but it's just like, oh, and that crowd was like having fun, and then it kicks no, in. The song kicks dancing. in, and they're like. Yeah, but they're not laughing anymore, but they're still just enjoying it. They're just not like, yeah, they're not moshing if they're moshing to this song. They don't have Butterfinger Cups in, in whatever the city is. I doubt they're paying that close attention to the lyrics once it gets really loud. They were paying real close attention when it's just Matt Thiessen crooning on his piano about sweet tarts and three musketeers. One other thing I want to mention is like there's this this bouncy upstroke sort of thing to it but it's not a ska song because that upbeat is not that that's not like off the beat that's on the beat so it's not a ska song one way you can tell i figured out if something's a ska song if you make a nightcore version of it and it sounds like (laughs) it instantly sounds like streetlight manifesto or operation ivy or something then it's a ska song but incidentally Here's the nightcore version of this, and it does not sound like uh. a ska song. And this ska ver- this uh, this ska version, this nightcore version was uploaded by Sadie Hawkins Pod. <laughs> nice. Since there's no covers or anything, I made my own nightcore version. Out there fighting a good low-fat food fight all night. That's right, three cheers for three musketeers. Rissy's cup was a candy they all measured up to.
do you think of that? This song is just like a little <laughs> bit of a mess and so sped up that like that part between the introduction and the chorus is like so messy. Right. But then you get into the chorus and this is a lot of fun nightcore. Style. Oh, good. Nice. I think I prefer it nightcore style. Well, Adam Goff. Within the last 24 hours that I posted this video, nice. already commented on the YouTube video and said, I can imagine this playing during an out-of-control Halloween party scene in an early days Lindsay Lohan Disney original movie <laughs> when her parents are out of town and she just wants to get in with the cool kids. So like a Disney version of the plot to Mean Girls. I think I remember Disney using Nightcore and some stuff. Like, I'm positive Get a Clue has it. And it stars Lindsay, but I think the plot would need to be a little bit more Mean Girlsy. Oh I don't gosh, know why. I all about that movie is that on? Is that on Disney Plus? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's a, I'm not sure that's a Disney movie. Um, I don't know why, but I'm feeling the scene from Sky High when the hero <laughs> kids all throw a party at Ow! Will Stronghold's house. But Mike, Michael Arganio has too much of a dopey face to play off Nightcore. That's why it needs Lindsay Lohan. She's just chaotic enough for all those teen Disney movies so she could pull it off. Well, Lindsay Lohan, I don't know if you've seen Lindsay Lohan recently. <laughs> oh, no. A couple of years ago. Lindsay Lohan and Debbie Harry were staying at the same hotel. And when Debbie Harry came out. They all started taking pictures of her because they thought it was Lindsay Lohan. Because oh, no. Debbie Harry in her like sixties looked oh, no. like Lindsay Lohan. That's a true. That's a true story. They didn't just want pictures of Debbie Harry. No, they thought it was Lindsay Lohan. I know. I'm just saying. Maybe they. they I get it. Then in hindsight, they were like, "Oh, well, we got some pictures of Debbie Harry now." <laughs> so, um, I also. It's not real. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bother. Sky high. <laughs> right. I'm not going to bother p- post playing it right now, but I also tried running the song backwards to see if there's anything, and it wasn't worth because there's no other covers or anything. No Hail Satan's in there? No. <laughs> well, it is a Halloween song. Exactly. I know. So uh, I guess we'll. I typed in Buttfinger. <laughs> See, now it's a good thing when he said, I got buttercups for eyes, that he didn't, when he had to take out syllables to make that line fit, he didn't cut out the finger part. <laughs> no, wait. The er <laughs> part. So it said butt finger. So, uh, yeah, there's not much else. That's Butterfinger Cups, The Cup by Reliant K, but I guess we can end with some of this. Want to trade lunches? No way, dude. I got each of the four food groups. Sandwich group, cow group, jungle group. Butterfinger group. Hey, there's no Butterfinger group. Oh, contraire, mon frere. The Butterfinger group provides the crunchy peanut butter and chocolatey taste essential. Oh, look at that. The first, the, the really janky first season Simpsons drawings. And then it cut to a real product shot, like a live action product shot of a Butterfinger being torn open. It, you can hear the screams in your mind. <laughs> and it looks so beautiful and oily. These new Butterfingers, like, are missing oil or something, I think. How dare they get rid of our saturated fat? (laughs) I know. So let's see how this, uh, let's see how this 
Millhouse, this classic Millhouse. No bar. artificial flavors or colors. Excuse me. I grew up in the 90s. I would like my artificial colors and flavors back, please. Give me some good old Red 7 or whatever. <laughs> Red 40. Red 40. Any ingredient in a f- in food that's also the name of a X-Wing pilot is definitely bad for you. <laughs> I don't have a Butterfinger crew. Looks like you could die of malnutrition, dude. Peanut buttery Butterfinger. It's neato. <laughs> and it's neato. I love that you would die of malnutrition from not eating a Butterfinger. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I guess, you know... Uh, first season Simpsons are about as funny as current season Simpsons. <laughs> There's got to be a, a real no, Danny. One first season Simpsons is so much better. First season, oh yeah, yeah. In terms of which is which of those is better? Sure. Oh, remember Butterfinger ice cream bars? Oh man. Okay. Here yes, we- yes, I do. Oh, those are so good. Crunchity peanut buttery Butterfinger. Wait, boy! Sorry, man. But nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger. And try new Butterfinger ice cream bars. Cool, man. Maggie ate the Butterfinger ice cream bar. They were so good. Those were definitely my favorite ice cream bars, for sure. Okay, here's a more modern Simpsons... And then we'll end on, well, this will be the last one we play. The, yeah, the Butterfinger ice cream bar was just like kind of like vanilla, lightly peanut buttery ice cream in the middle. But on the outside was like chocolate coating with peanuts mixed in. It was in. all crunchy. Yeah. So good. So uh, here's a more modern looking Simpsons Butterfinger commercial. Mm. Bart, I'm going to open my mouth and close my eyes and you're going to give me a big surprise. Crispity, crunchity, peanut buttery Butterfinger. Nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger. He stuck Maggie's pacifier in Homer's mouth. You know what else? Homer got (laughs) some sort of awful disease. You know know what's another underrated candy that's super good? Crunch bars. Love a good crunch bar. Yeah, I couldn't find Fifth Avenue. I wanted to actually do a comparison, but when... We went, to, we went to two different stores. So we went to the one store where we thought the Butterfinger Cups would be. We, we checked one other 7-Eleven. Oh, and we went to an actual candy store today, too. So we checked three stores. We did? Oh, right. <laughs> I forgot. At Universal City Walk, there's like a candy store. Yeah. Yeah, and they're open now. You can just go shopping. They don't. The park's not open, right? It's Sugar, it's called. And uh, Jessica, there's an advertisement outside for the store where a lady's doing yoga and she's really skinny and she's like covered in candy. And Jessica's like, that lady never touches sugar. That is BS. (laughs) So um, anyway, that's the cup. Butterfinger cup. So Jessica. Yes. Putting this to our new thing. Do you like this song better, worse, or about the same as when we started? I like this song less than when we started because... I didn't think about it very much prior to this week. And yeah, it's it's not my thing. Yeah. The thing is, I probably agree with you. This is <laughs> this is definitely not the best Reliant K song. It's not the best of these two holiday EPs. It's not like Candy Hearts, which is a jam. And like you can listen yeah. to Candy Hearts all year long, all year round. For sure. And you can listen to Halloween Blues all year round. 
I can't think of any other songs, but this one is like this one only feels like it makes it. You can listen to the to the Christmas album other times of the year if you just want to feel kind of Christmassy. For sure. But this song to me only makes sense to put into a Halloween playlist and it really doesn't have a place anywhere else. It really does just like from the lyrics to the general song composition just feels rushed. Yeah. Like which which I know they probably were uh, right. since they were recorded on the road. Um I don't really know what kind of time frame they had to come up with the songs, but it does feel a little like a little clunky like it feels like it could have been worked a little more and i'm definitely offended by this song as well when he's like (laughs) i'm your neighbor with buttercups for eyes i'm like that's ableist you shouldn't mock people with those kind of disabilities (sighs) we just wasted 67 minutes of your life yeah 